witness, bear witness to the greatest park has ever created, the smelling salt starring Mr. Moonshine. Yeah, yeah, get the smelling salt. Fimo. I'ma knock him out, get the smelling salt. Loma. I'ma knock him out, get the smelling salt. Canela. Hook white crowds, smelling salt. Pacquiao. Yeah, yeah, get the smelling salt. Charlo. I'ma knock him out, get the smelling salt. Spence. I'ma knock him out, get the smelling salt. Bud. I'ma knock him out, get the smelling salt. Fury. Yeah, yeah, get the smelling salt. Wilder. Yeah, yeah, get the smelling salt. AJ. Yeah, yeah, get the smelling salt. You know I'ma knock him out, get the smelling salt. Punch. You already know this is Pun Drunk Boxing, aka Mr. Moo. Oh, shine himself. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you at in this side of heaven. God bless you all. Damn, ladies and gentlemen, boxing is heating up, y'all. Boxing is getting hot, goddammit. Oh, Lord. October schedule, it is lit. It is lit. But let's go back to this past weekend, September 26th. The Charlos doubleheader. I was entertained. I was entertained. And look, 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 I know a lot of people talking about, let me see the numbers. I want to see the numbers. How much they did. I want to see the numbers now. I want to see the numbers. I want to see. Look, 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 look. I paid for it. I was entertained. I was happy. I don't want my money back. I think the only reason why people want to see the numbers. I think the only. Let's, let's be honest, y'all. The only reason people want to see the numbers is because they want to shit on the show. They just want to see. They just want to see the numbers because, of course, we all know it's not going to be no a hundred, a hundred and fifty like the report have said. Stop it, stop. Okay, I don't want to know the numbers, but don't give me no damn bogus number like a hundred. They they did a hundred and fifty or two hundred and fifty thousand. Shut up. Stop lying. Okay, Mr. Pinocchio's out there. Stop it. I'm a real boy. I'm a real boy. Stop it. Stop your lying, Mr. Pinocchio. It did not did no damn. 100,000. I don't want to believe it. You know why? Because if you ask any boxing content creators, <laughs> we can't even crack five G's talking about the Charlos. I'm not shitting on the Charlos. All I'm saying, but I'm shitting on the numbers that they're trying to put out there, okay? All right? Uh-uh. I love the Charlos, but don't, but, but hey, I, don't give me no bogus number. We ain't dumb, okay? We ain't dumb. But... Jamal Charlo, y'all already know, man. B Circuit of Rachenko was a good matchup. A lot of people, a lot of people wanted Jamal Charlo to prove himself, and I'm talking about Jamal Charlo, the A with the A. Jamal Charlo, big Charlo, 160 pound Charlo, did his thing, did his thing versus Sergey Devereschenko. Um, good, respectable fight. Um, he proven that he's he's a, he's he's a legit champion. In 160, WBC middleweight champion of the world. And, of course, you want to see Jamal Charlo versus the WBO champion. A fight that been well marinated for far too long. Probably the most marinated matchup in the sport of boxing today. And that's Demetrius, Demetrius Andre versus Jamal Charlo. But we could talk about that a little later on another concert. Because that deserves its own, his own, its own episode, yo. Its own episode. Then we got the 154 uh, matchup with Jamel Charlo, the one with the EL, Jamel Charlo versus Jason Banana Rosario. And that, that matchup ended kind of spooky to me. Jason Rosario from Dominican Republic. I don't know what happened to you, my friend. Hey, I don't know if you ate mango and it was, it was expired mango. I don't know what happened, my friend, but you didn't look good, okay? <laughs> he didn't look good. Yo, Jason Banana Rosario. Jason Banana Rosario got KO with a jab to the, to, to, to the belly. Whatever you want to call it. Right? 
And don't mind, don't mind the nose in the background. That's just my neighbor. He's cutting his grass. He always want to do that when I'm doing my thing because he's a damn hater. Hater. Anyway, but yo, the dude got knocked out with a jab to the gut, bro. And, 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 and it's 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 how he reacted. I don't know if he was catching an orgasm. I don't know if he was catching an orgasm. Or I was, I don't know, he was catching the Holy Ghost. Damn, your timely your time wasn't good. It looked like he was catching the Holy, the Holy Ghost or something or an orgasm. I don't know what the hell was happening to Jason Jason Rosario. I don't know what you eat, my friend. Hey, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the dehydration. I don't know. You know, he was with the IBF. They got that 10-pound rule. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but it was kind of weird, but whatever. Um, a lot of people felt that Jamel Charlo was going to stop him anyway. Um, so, you know, Jamel Charlo was the king in 154. He's the king. He's the king. And to be honest, I do not see nobody beating Jamel Charlo at 154. I don't. We saw Josh Kelly send um, his opponent in a stretcher with a body shot. We sent, um, what, what else we saw? We saw, what we saw? Um, not, um, John Riel Casimero. He knocked out his opponent with a, with a beautiful left up, uppercut. Whoa. Luis Nadi, he got his win. It was kind of, it, it, it was a hard though. It was a hard, it was a hard win. It wasn't easy. But it was a good card, y'all. It was a good card. I liked it. And, um, you know, it was a good card. Now we're moving on to October. In October, we got a lot of matchups, y'all. In October, we got a lot of matchups. We got Navarrete's going to be back in the ring. We got Sergey Lipinyev versus Abdul Kokorov that was postponed. It's going to be in October 24th now. It was supposed to be October 10th, damn it. But um, Abdul Kokorov was having trouble getting his visa, but he's going to be here. They're going to move that um, to October 24th, the same date. That Javante Tank Davis versus Leo Santa Cruz pay-per-view. They moved that from the 24th to the 31st Halloween. Damn, we're going to have it a special Halloween. A lot of fighters going to be fighting in Halloween, damn it. We got Usyk, Alexandre Usyk versus Chizora. Halloween, damn it. I love my Halloween this year. I'm not, nor I, do I normally don't celebrate Halloween, but damn it, I'm happy about Halloween. And then we got probably the best matchup in 2020, ladies and gentlemen. We got Vassell Lumachenko, the guy that's regarded path, pan, dude in the sport of boxing. One, two, three, you can flip it around. Versus the captain of this generation. I'm talking about the commander-in-chief of this generation, this young generation. Yes, I'm talking about Teofimo Lopez, baby. The IBF, lightweight champion of the world. Versus the unified, the, um, lightweight champion of the world. And Vassell Lumachenko, Vassell Lumachenko, Teofimo Lopez, Vassell Lumachenko, Teofimo Lopez. Marcelo Machenko to your female Lopez. Oh man, and ladies and gentlemen, it's free TV ESVN. Man, I can't wait to see that fight, y'all. I can't wait to see that pelea. So October is lit. October is then, of course, there's more fights. But October is lit. There's gonna be undercard. Edgar Belong is gonna be in the undercard of that uh, of that event. Uh, with Tiffany Lopez, Vasilo Machenko, uh, my boy Michel Rivera, uh, Dominican Phenom coming up in the ranks in 135 pounds too. And in November, we got Devin Haney and Gamboa. It's not October, but we got to talk about a little bit of that fight. I know there's a lot of people that's, that's you know, they, they, they're a little, you know, um, excuse me, frustrated about that fight. But I don't think, I don't think, I, I think the frustration lies on that. We see Ryan Garcia. He, he's about to fight Luke Campbell. We see um, um, Teofimo Lopez about to fight 
Vasyl Lomachenko, Javante San Davis, Leo Santa Cruz. So we're seeing a lot of these young guys getting it in, getting better, fighting, fighting their opposition, where it's not tailor-made for them to look good. In this fight, everybody feel that it's tailor-made for Devin Haney to look good. A lot of people feel like Gamboa is out, is out with the Achilles, with his age. And not necessarily about the age. Because we see what Pelican did to Dillian White. He's folded. We've seen what, what Manny Pacquiao did to Keith Thurman. He folded. So it doesn't matter. It's not about the age, but it's the combination of the momentum, the age, and the surgery. You feel me? It's the momentum, the age, and the surgery. And the surgery he had with the rip um Achilles at that age when you need your foot, you need to pivot out, and, and things of that nature. We see the Kobe's of the world. Rest in peace, Kobe. We had the Achilles. That was a downfall. We pa- Patrick Ewing. Achilles is not an easy injury to come at, especially at that age. I don't know. We don't know if he's really trying to be a champion. Or we don't know if he's, this is just a money grub for the last fight of his career. I do not know. He ain't look good versus Javante Tan Davis. Javante Tan Davis ain't look great versus Gamboa. This is probably a gauge fight. But I think it's just bad timing because of Gamboa. But also, Devin Haney got out of, you know, he had a surgery too, a soldier surgery. So these dudes is coming off surgeries. So, and he's young. He's 21 years old. It's no way to pressure Devin Haney, but he got the strap. The WBC strap. He got a strap. So now people be like, I want to see who you going to fight. You a champion. You feel me? I feel what people are saying out there. Um, Man, so... It's going to be an ongoing conversation, whether it's legit. Um, it's going to be November 7th. But boxing, man, every weekend we're getting something good. We're getting something good. Either there's a name in the sport of boxing or, the, or a good matchup. All right? So I want all the boxing fans to be happy. Now, the news. Deontay Wilder and trainer, respectable trainer, respectable dude in the sport of boxing, Mark Breland. Mark Breland, great amateur pedigree, Olympic, everything, man. He mastered a one-two. He probably, in this, when he was fighting in this era, he was. He had probably the best one-two in the game. Maybe he didn't capture a lot of things that, that you know, I, I don't know if he, he didn't exceed his potential. I think he under uh, underperforming his potential, I believe so, as a, as a professional. But a lot of people does. Anyway, you got to respect all these fighters, all these modern-day warriors, modern-day gladiators. They put their life on the line for pure entertainment. Now, there's been a lot of excuses, y'all. There's been a lot of excuses for Deontay Wilder and no. And it's not coming from Deontay Wilder, like I said. I feel like all those excuses are coming from a bunch of boxing content creators, these vlogs, the blog, whatever, coming out with a bunch of excuses for Deontay Wilder. I don't believe in the excuse of Deontay Wilder. If Deontay Wilder ain't coming out saying the same shit about the glove and saying that his head is dented and saying that, you know, he has his own autopsy, he came back like Thriller, stuff like that, he's really, he's really alive, uh, you know? If he ain't saying it, I ain't gonna believe in it, all right? I ain't seen nobody um, pressing charges. I don't see nobody pressing charges in the WBC. All the excuses y'all heard, and I'm not going to run down with all the excuses, okay? We all read and we all see it throughout the whole year. It's been all these context of a bunch of excuses, and these excuses not helping Deontay Wilder. If you are a fan of him and all those channels, you know who you are. If you are a fan of him, you're making them look weak with your dumbass excuses. Stop it. Stop making our American ex-war champion 
look weak. He's not a weak guy. He's not a weak father. He's not a weak man. He's not a weak fighter. He's nothing. When you look at Deontay Wilder, there's nothing that is weak. He's a strong human being. Learns to learn the craft very, very early to to you know put his his, his especially his daughter, and you know. So he could take care of her real well. Deontay Wilder is a great man, a great human being, and all these excuses just making him look weak. They make them. Y'all making y'all these excuses just making other people do skits about Deontay Wilder. Y'all not helping Deontay Wilder. You're actually hurting his brand. Y'all hurting his pockets. Y'all hurting his brand. Y'all hurting his integrity. Y'all y'all hurting his respect. So stop it now. A lot of people's questioning the separation between Mark Breland and Deontay Wilder because if it's anybody, the last man that we all feel in the boxing world that should go in this camp. I'm not saying that Mark Breland don't have to go, but what I'm saying is the last man that should go or should be fired should be Mark Breland. That's the last man that should go. That's the best mind in his camp. That's the, that's the best guy that had the most accomplishment and credentials in his camp. But, but, you know, because of course, Deontay Wilder told his camp never to the guys, never, never throw in no towel. I will go out in my shield. I'm willing to die in this ring. Just like I'm willing to kill a man in this ring, I'm willing to die in this ring. So I got to live by that code. And he was mad about Mark Breland because he feel like probably he lost, he lost confidence with the type of power. And I'm paraphrasing what Deontay Wilder said. With the type of power that I have, I'm never out of a fight. And you know what? I agree with him. With the type of power that he has, he's never out of a fight. I agree with that. But of course, you know, um, he didn't listen to the instructions, Mark Breland. And there you go. Now you get paid to listen to instructions. Is Deontay Wilder paying you? But then it's his job to protect the fighter and stuff like that. But he just don't want to be protected. So, hey, hey, hey. If the ball says something, the ball says something. But probably as a fighter, Mark Breland understands, understands that this fight is not everything. You still got a family. You still got a beautiful family. A father, the black, just like they say, black fathers, man. Because, of course, this, 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 this um, thing in the community that absentee fathers, fathers not in their lives, especially when it comes to the black and brown community, right? So maybe, you know, Mark Breland is thinking about his kids at the same time. And maybe Deontay Wilder don't want Mark Breland to be thinking about that or anybody in his corner to think about that. But Mark Breland knows how it is as an amateur, as a professional fighter, and then the life after boxing. And maybe Deontay Wilder at this point don't understand what Mark Breland did. But I feel like, you know, we all feel like he helped him out. But then I still understand Deontay Wilder. If you want to die in the ring, die in the ring. That's why these are my modern-day warriors. Modern-day gladiators. They put their life on the line for a pure entertainment. If you know what you're walking in, that's, 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 that's what it is. But he'll be the last person to go. But then um, later on, when, when the news came out that Deontay Wilder, it was supposed to be, it, it, the news said that Deontay Wilder fired Mark Breland. But now, sources said it says, it's believed Mark Breland parted ways with Deontay Wilder on his own terms and was not sacked. As claimed by Shelly Fink, when this was my boy on Boxing Kingdom, said, uh, was not sacked and is claimed by Shelly Finkel Breland who worked with Wilder for 12 years, wanted his fighter to take one or two interim bouts before jumping straight back in with Fury. Hmm. You know what? I do believe that Mark Breeden has a good legitimate, um, you know, 
a legitimate option, a legitimate plan for Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder probably saying, no, man, I'm 35 years old. I want the money. I want that. I I, I, I want that. Maybe Mark Breen is saying, man, we need to go back to the gym and go back to the drawing board, bro. We need some more work. We need some more training. We need to implement more tools in the toolbox because you're about to face a guy that has a lot of attributes to his game. It's Tyson Fury. This ain't no guy that got to take very, very lightly. It's very, very smart. So probably Mark Breen is saying, you know what? I want to take it real smart. I want to work on some new things and go into two fights, work on the new things, just like, just like Tyson Fury did. Just like Tyson Fury did. A lot of people was mad at Tyson Fury after their first fight. He took two fights, and then he came back, and look how he looked. Tyson Fury fired everybody in his camp to prepare for Deontay Wilder. Now, that's good. That, that, hey, he, had, he did what he had to do. And maybe Deontay Wilder needs to do the same thing. But then people are saying, well, why Mark Breeland got to be the one? But maybe Mark Breeland don't want to be. Because remember, these trainers have a portfolio too. You know? Look at Eddie Ruiz trainer. He'd be like, I'm good with that. I'm good with him not be, I'm good with him not training. He made me look bad. He made me look like I control I can't control a fighter and stuff like that. And once a trainer can't, not, not about control, but once a trainer is, is not being listened by a fighter. Your job is done. And probably Mark Breeden saying, you know what? He want to control this camp. And it's, 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 well, it's good when a trainer controls the camp. But it looks like this guy might, might not be good in training because he doesn't want to listen to the plan. You know? And I understand the fighters play the trainers. But you got you to gotta trust your trainer. You got to trust what the game plan. You got to understand. And Mark Breeden knows this. So... I don't know, man. I don't know whether it's it's all comfortability at the end of the day. Deontay Wilder want to do what he want to do. He don't want to get the bread. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe people are too, too used to the yes man around them, you know? And Mark Breedens just seems like the way that I'm reading and, and identifying it and comprehending it is that Mark Breedens ain't no yes man. And you know what? You need to get to these two fights because I'm not going in there with you with a Tyson Fury. Once again, you're not prepared. And, you know, and probably Deontay Wilder looking at it like that, man, you don't trust me, man. You lost faith in me. So maybe it's probably that they parted ways. Probably Deontay, and I'm just thinking outside the box. Feel me? I'm just coming up with my own theory. This is not what it is. I'm thinking that Deontay Wilder is saying, you know what? I don't trust you because you don't have faith in me. You threw in the towel, then you don't have faith in my power. You don't have faith in my ability, my grit and determination. You don't have faith in that. Maybe you don't have, you could have not, you know, skillfully, whatever it is, but I told you not to throw in the towel, so I don't even trust you. You don't believe in me when time goes rough. And when Mark Breeden is like, yo, you don't believe in me that I'm, I'm, I'm doing the best for you and coming up with a game plan and we got to go back to the drawing board and implement something new to the game when we're going to go fight Tyson Fury and we need some time. It's not one camp. We need some time. Then you're not trusting me as a trainer. You ain't trusting me as a fighter. And people got to part ways. People got to part ways. But um, maybe it's good for both of them. <laughs> uh, I'm willing to look forward for this fight. Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury. And I'm not on that train like everybody else. That's it. You know, Tyson Fury's going to win. We saw the first fight. He outboxed him. We saw the second fight. He got bullied. Tyson Fury did what he got to do. He made the adjustments that was proper for him to do to face that rematch with Deontay Wilder. And he might do it again. Might do the same thing. Or might be a mixture of the first and the second fight. But the thing is with Deontay Wilder is we always going to go back to that first fight. 
He knocked him down twice. We're always going to go back to that last round. We always gonna go back, and if that is living in our psyche as fans, we always gonna think that Deontay Wilder got a chance, whether you like him or not. Our psyche is always gonna say that he is capable of knocking knocking him down and knocking him out. He is highly capable of doing that. So we knowing that we seen that before. Then a trilogy is just due, and it's also just due. And it's justified that Deontay Wilder can come out victorious versus Tyson Fury in the trilogy. I don't want to hear nobody telling me you can't see that. Stop with the BS, y'all. I don't want to hear it. Whether you hate Deontay Wilder, whether you hate Tyson Fury, whether you love both, let's keep it real. That is living in our psyche. I don't want to hear it. It's not because we have seen it. We're not saying like, oh my God, I think Deontay Wilder could actually knock down and knock out um, Tyson Fury because it never happened and we never seen it. Now, he knocked, he knocked them out cold. He knocked them out cold like for, you know, a good four or five seconds. But the thing is, is the image is real. It's not a movie. It's not an all mine. It's not a dream. We've seen it before. We've seen Deontay Wilder knock down Tyson Fury. And we've seen him almost knock them out cold where there is, a, 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 you know, controversial ending all the time. The, the, the referee should have stopped the fight. Let me be honest. Let me be very, very clear. In the first fight, yes. Tyson Fury was outboxing Deontay Wilder. He knocked him down twice, right? But Deontay Wilder knocked him down twice. And sometimes you got to beat the champion to beat the champ and to be the champion. And I don't feel like Tyson Fury actually did that. But that's just moral speaking, y'all. That's just moral speaking. That that has to do nothing with the scorecard. But if he if he knocked him down twice and then took and then took a round, took a one around, that's 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 an easy draw too. That's an easy draw too. That's that's like winning four rounds, y'all. Plus a, a ref could have gave a judge could have gave like one two rounds. Anyway, at, anyway, but it is what it is. All I was saying with that knockdown in the last twelve round, I'm saying for the last time in this damn podcast, the smelling salt podcast, y'all already know. Um, when a guy land like that, and I've seen a lot of fights in my life. I've seen too many fights in my life, ladies and gentlemen. When a guy, when a guy. Goes down like that, flat on his back, his head hit the canvas, and his eyes are closed shut like if he was dead. A referee will stop the fight, take, take the mouthpiece off his, off his mouth so he could breathe. That's what I've seen throughout my life. The way that he went down granted a referee a 12-round bout to stop the fight. Forget about the count. I would have thought that the referee stopped the fight. But you know what? There are certain fights when I'm like, come on, man. Why you let them stop? Don't stop the fight. Y'all stopped it prematurely. If he would have stopped that fight, that would have never, never been no prematurely. If he would have stopped that fight, if he would have stopped that fight, I don't even think that Tyson Fury would get up and complain about it because he would have called out the fight the way he landed. So we, that's living in our psyche, y'all. That's living in our psyche. So regardless... Regardless, a lot of people be like, yo, yeah, Tyson Fury's going to do the same thing. Yeah, he could do the same thing. He could do the same thing he did in the first fight. He could do the same thing he did in the second fight. Because a lot of people feel, feel like Tyson Fury won both fights. But that's still living in our psyche. That Deontay Wilder has the ability, has the skills to take him out. So, yeah, man. I just feel like, you know, people got to stop with the Deontay Wilder... Um, um, excuses. Um, I hope when he does first and come out and talk 
doesn't come with the same doesn't I hope he debunks these excuses I hope he debunks the channels that's coming up with these excuses and yeah there's channels out there that they in connections and they in conversations with Deontay Wilder and I don't know if it's a plan I don't know I don't know to discredit Tyson Fury, but to be honest, it's not discrediting Tyson Fury. It's only making Tyson Fury look stronger. It's only make, it's only giving 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 um Tyson Fury more ammo to make him look dumb in promos. Y'all gotta stop with the damn excuses because y'all making Deontay Wilder look weak again. So can't wait for the trilogy. Can't wait for Ryan and Lou Campbell to get it on. Danny Sof Garcia, Danny Sof Garcia versus Earl Spence. Earl Spence is back um, sparring. That's good to hear. Hope the sparring is going well. Um, and I think they're going to take probably limited sparring. I don't know. You got a new grill. You know, it's going to feel different when it's eight ounce glove and it's coming from a punch from Dan- Danny Sof Garcia that sits down on his punches. And a lot of people's talking about Earl Spence, and I said this once before, Earl Spence, Bud Crawford, right? Sergey Lipinian is going to be finding Abdul Kokorov. Abdul Kokorov been sitting since 2019, March 2019, as a mandatory for the IBF. I've been saying for a year that this Bud Crawford versus Earl Spence is never going to happen. It's not going to happen no time soon because Earl Spence will need to fight his IBF mandatory. We all know the man. We all know the IBF don't play no damn games. IBF don't play. They is strict. They is strict. So he's gonna be facing his mandatory. The mandatory is gonna be the winner of Sergey Lipinet versus Abdul Kokorov. He's gonna be fighting that next after the Danny Sul Garcia fight. We don't know what's gonna happen. The question is, can Earl Spence keep making 147? Because we already know that he's a big boy. He's a big man. Pause. Mr. Randown. Pause. <laughs> is a big boy. Pause. <laughs> I'm thinking that Earl Spence will do wonderful in 154. Probably his power regain. I'm talking about that power that he's knocking dudes out like he was earlier on. He said before the Mikey, before the um the Sean Porter, that his way he was walking around 190. That's a lot. That's a lot. I love the 147 pound division, but it seems like all these dudes, it, it, yo, is they all spoiled right now, man. They all having some weight issues. Some weight problems. Dennis Garcia said, well, he gained, he had to lose 25 pounds and Yvonne versus Yvonne Red Catch, and that was the reason why he didn't knock him out. Um, we seen um, Sean Porter needed to cut his hair off to make weight. We seen um, Keith Thurman complain that he would want, he jumped 135 and had to drop, drop back down for the Josecito Lopez and the Manny Pacquiao. He dropped that, he, he went back up 35 pounds, dropped back. So these guys are getting, that's it, they're getting money, they're getting, um, they, they filling up, you know, they got to move on to the 154. Man, it's, they making man money and they're eating good. They're eating good. But, I can't wait to see that fight too. But Crawford, we don't know when he's going to get him back in the ring. Shout out to um, Ugas. Ugas. 
Ugas, your Dennis Ugas, that he got his WBA regular champion. He's sporting it like it's the. <laughs> I feel sorry for Ugas because Ugas is uh, he's celebrating like this is. I mean, it's a good accomplishment for him. But he's celebrating like this of the like like if it's the biggest title like nobody's oh guys everybody see that as a secondary title but we all respect you but calm down calm down puppy 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 calm down puppy <laughs> oh but I'm, I'm proud of, I'm proud of Ugas proud of Ugas um but yo let me know also subscribe to the channel. Y'all, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Punch on Boxing. Subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to the channel, Punch on Boxing. We got the merch already in, so y'all could get it right there. Teespring, y'all could get the merch. Um, um, we got the merch. We also got... um. What else? What else? Interviews is coming soon. Y'all gotta check out the interviews that yo boy. Y'all gotta turn. Y'all gotta follow me on these all these platforms. Good interviews is coming. It's gonna it's gonna come down the pipeline. Um, soon we're gonna be having um Gamboa. Y'all already know Gamboa. We probably gonna have him on the show. Probably gonna have you know my boy Boo Boo. We gonna probably go. You know it's gonna it's gonna be late. Y'all gotta subscribe to the channel. I'm telling y'all, it's gonna subscribe to the channel, man. I'm and soon I'm gonna preach you on. So y'all better support me goddamn now for free. Y'all better support your boy. Huh? <laughs> but there's a lot of things that's going to be happening, man. Um, I hope that De- Deontay Wilder, you know, hires somebody that's really going to help him out. Um, get him better and get him better fast. And the thing is with Deontay Wilder, he's a fast learner. Remember when he started boxing? He started boxing at the age of 19, 20. And look what he got. Got a, got a medal. A medal for us in America. Got a bronze medal. 2015 became WBC champion when he was a Golden Boy promotion. Shout out to Golden Boy promotion. We're gonna be talking about that Canelo Alvarez in the zone shit. We're gonna be talking about that. Excuse my language. Um, and um, yeah. And then you know, I think that he could become champion once again. And then we probably see that Deontay Wilder versus Anthony Joshua. It's not Deontay Wilder versus Anthony Joshua. We're gonna see Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua in the UK, baby. UK in front of 100,000. That's a big fight. That's a big fight. So let me know what y'all think, ladies and gentlemen, man. Thank you for rocking with me. Uh, again, we're going to come. I'm, I'm going, yo, we're going to have a lot of people on the show. You got to stay tuned. A lot of people on the show. Shout out to Michelle Rivera on that last interview. Shout out to Peter Quillen. Uh, everybody subscribe to uh, or follow him on IG Live. Um, a lot of spiritual enlightened stuff that, we, that he be talking about. Um, Luis Colazo, shout out to Luis Colazo, shout out to Virgil Ortiz, man. We gotta, we gotta, st- we gotta uplift our 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 fighters, man. When when they're when they're down, when they have a couple of losses and things like that. I hate that in boxing we just throw them out like it was just a piece of paper, like it was nothing, man. Um, we forget about our champions. Also, um, Amanda Serrano gonna be she gonna be fighting soon. Announcement is gonna be coming right soon. I will let y'all know about that. Um. Shout out to all the fathers in the sport of boxing. You already know fatherhood is prominent in the sport of boxing. Bill Haney, Tiafim Lopez Sr., Henry Garcia, everybody, um, Boost and his father. Uh, of course, I'm going to put that interview up um, probably tomorrow. Y'all can listen up. Boost Ennis, shout out to Boost Ennis. Um, 
Yo, there's a lot of people, man. La, la, la. It's gonna be lit. It's gonna be lit, man. Punch run boxing is where the place you wanna you wanna have your ears plugged in. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That's th- this this is the platform. This is the man. I'm the man for y'all, Mr. Moonshine. Let's go. I love y'all. God bless y'all. Already know, man. God first, everything second. Fight plus survive equals two champions. Y'all already know, man. The best investment y'all can make is having a personal relationship with God. Build it. Get it, man. Straighten straighten that up, and your life is gonna be mm-mm, mm-mm, awesome. Love y'all, God bless, and on to the next.